You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode 155. Your chance is now. I'm excited to announce the next Healthy Living Mastermind with Eric Sue. It starts March 13, 2017. Over eight weeks, you will get Eric's proven health and wellness strategies to help you get your health back and achieve your fitness goals. Join in with other highly motivated people as we all support and inspire one another. Visit www.ericwsue.com forward slash mastermind for all the details. Are you a first time listener? Hey, welcome. My team and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you are a long time listener, we thank you for your continued support. Do us a favor and share this podcast with all your friends because they deserve this amazing content as well. Okay, now on to the good stuff you all have been waiting for. Health tips, wellness advice, no hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue, the show that inspires, motivates, and educates you towards your healthiest life. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a unique and awesome personal trainer, kettlebell specialist with us today. His name is Adam Cole. We'll be talking about best practices for optimal fitness and nutrition. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Adam. Adam, are you ready to make it happen? Absolutely. Awesome. Adam is a 40-year-old personal trainer married with two young children. He currently resides in Indianapolis, Indiana. He's a veteran of the U.S. Air Force. He has a bachelor's degree in global health and nutrition from VIA University in Denmark. He's a certified personal trainer through VIA University. He's a WKC certified kettlebell instructor. Uh, He's a competitive kettlebell sport athlete and an all-around kettlebell freak. A lover of obstacle course racing and powerlifting and mountain bike riding as well. Adam, that was just a little bit about who you are. Can you share with us a little bit more about who you are and how you got started? Sure thing. Um, it's kind of been a lifelong thing. I uh, started martial arts when I was about seven years old. I did that for about 10 years, and I got it slowly into weight training. Um, when I was in the Air Force, I trained a small group of people to ride the multiple sclerosis 150-mile bike ride. to two-day, 75 miles a day bike ride. And then when I uh, was doing that, I kind of found a love for training. I really liked uh, looking into um, how to enhance fitness with nutrition and uh, training programs. And then, see, in college in Denmark, about 10 years later, I um, I um, started training people out of parks and my house um, on the beach, things like that. And then mm-hmm. I got my bachelor's degree in 2012. And then in 2015, I moved back to the United States, and I started training people in their homes. And then uh, later in 2015, I bought my own studio, and I'm training people strictly out of the studio now instead of traveling around everybody's homes. Excellent. Very good. Um, We're going to dive into this topic that uh, we agreed on uh, a little bit later. But here's a very uh, interesting question that my audience loves to hear the answer to, and that's what's one cool or unique fact about yourself, Adam? I guess the most unique thing about myself would be the fact that I lived in Denmark for 15 years and I was born and raised in the United States. My wife is Danish, so she got her uh, MD in Denmark and I went to Denmark with her and and gained two degrees over there too. So I guess that's the most unique thing about myself is I've lived in uh, in Europe for half my life. 
Wow, very good, very cool. Nearly half my life. Yeah, Denmark is a very interesting uh, country. I, I, I hear some things about it. Um, you can yeah, share yeah. stories about it later. Beautiful. Awesome. It's beautiful. Um, I think you'd be the first to I've I've had on this show who's had a degree from Denmark. So, awesome job. All right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so let's dive into this here, Adam. Uh, we came to this conclusion about best practices for optimal fitness and nutrition. Uh, help our audience understand mm -hmm. how do you describe it to people and how do you help people? Um, there's a lot of different ways. I think there's more um, to changing lifestyle uh, than just deciding to. There's a lot of psychology involved in it, I think. And one of the biggest things I think is to remove all your excuses mm. from your life. I hear all the time that, um, you know, I work a lot, so I can't eat healthy or I'm forced to eat out of fast food restaurants. And um, I try to remove those excuses for the people. You have to prepare for life. Um, just because you work a lot doesn't mean you cannot eat healthy. You have to um, prepare your food. Um, for instance, like on Mondays and Wednesdays could be a prep day or Wednesdays and Sundays could be your prep day. You prepare some meals and remove the excuse of having to eat fast food all the time or mm. eating unhealthy. So I think removing your excuses of why you can't work out or why you can't eat healthy is one of the biggest things to do. Um, and being sedentary, I mean, your body is the, um, is, um, the most important thing in your life. So you have to take care of it. You have to remove excuses why you can't take care of your own body. Mm. I totally agree. You know, um, I know you have more to share with us, but you hit on something really, really important, which is, you know, we all make excuses, uh, good or bad. And, yeah. um, and it's, it's important to realize that we're doing it and to know a plan of action to uh, correct it. Right. And so, you know, what are, what, are the, what are the other big excuses you hear um, a lot besides not having time or not having, you know, cooking skills, for example, or stuff like that? What, what else have you heard? I'm tired. Um, I'm too tired to work out. Um, then I'll ask, well, how often do you sit down and watch TV? Or, you know, I mean, I don't have time. I'm too tired to see what else do I hear all the time. A lot of uh, excuses about pains, aches and pains in the body. Mm -hmm. My back hurts. And usually I find out they're backwards because they've been sitting down for eight hours in a day. Um, so getting moving is going to help you alleviate some of those pains. I hear a lot of people um, alleviate some of their knee pains or lower back pain because they started working out. So, I mean, I've heard millions of excuses why people can't work out. And it's just um, there's always a reason I can find for every individual why that excuse is bunk, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, no, so, absolutely. And, and you have a unique training yeah, style so we, to, to kind of help people get through all this, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, um, well, I mean, the kettlebells? Yeah, that and your, your overall training approach and methods. Yeah, well, I mean, we do everything in here. There's no machines in our gym or my gym. It's um, all unconventional or, or um, functional strength training. We use kettlebells. Uh, we do powerlifting. We do um, traditional bodybuilding style lifting. We're starting to get into more Olympic lifting. Um, we have tires. We do uh, obstacle course racing. Um, I'm a big advocate of not using machines. I, I think anything that isolates your body is kind of uh, it's boring and monotonous. So we try to pick a weight, 
use a kettlebell and do as much as we can with the kettlebell. And I mean, some people really take to it. Um, is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think some people uh, hear what you do and, and it may be curious to know if you could share with our audience uh, why you chose it and, and what, what are the benefits? For kettlebells? Yeah. Um, man, there's so many. I, I think, um, first of all, it's, it's, it's not monotonous. You could pick one kettlebell and you could do a million things with that one kettlebell. Um, you can combine cardio and strength together, which is really nice. Um, you, you can get a sweat up like you wouldn't believe with a kettlebell. Um, it helps a lot with coordination. So I like kettlebells for young and old people. Um, the old people, it's, they look at a kettlebell and think there's nothing they could do with it, but it's actually really great because it brings your mind and your body together. Um, and it combines cardio and strength together, which is awesome. Uh, there's a lot of compound movements with kettlebells too. Mm-hmm. And so you don't just like isolate one muscle group and it's a, it's a all around very versatile piece of equipment you can swing them so you can put them in motion you could do strict presses with them or strict movements but you can do tons of things with them no no they're for, very very versatile so for someone who's sedentary to getting into kettlebell for example um is there a progression mm-hmm. here what, what, how would you help someone who's, oh. who's seen them at the fitness center for example and how would you like walk them through maybe some simple simple moves well, some of the things we do, like from the very beginning, some of the things I do from the very beginning is we just learn how to pick up the kettlebell. We learn to keep that kettlebell in the center of your body. Um, so we'll have them deadlift the kettlebell first. So we just have them stand directly over the kettlebell and they'll kind of um, sit down into the kettlebell and grab the handle and stand straight up from there and just deadlift it. Mm. We go from the deadlift, then we go to swinging the kettlebell. There's numerous types of swings. So we'll do a, it's, some people call it a Russian swing. It's a, a swing to about the shoulder height of your body and then crossfitters do like the american swing so you get into that we get into hand-to-hand swings so we'll swing from one hand to the other and then from there we'll go from putting the kettlebell up into the rack position which is when you clean the kettlebell up into your to your chest and then from there we, we move on up so we kind of start from the from the ground up literally start from the ground up with kettlebells mm. so it's you can do things where they're not in motion and you can do a lot of things when they're when they are in motion. And I think the the more uh, the more you know, the the more fun a kettlebell is. So once you start swinging it around, you can do so many things: snatching, clean press, jerks, all kinds of stuff with them. Yeah, and and you're working it's great um, coordination too. Yeah, I was going to say the strength and coordination is probably um, very uh, fundamental for functional based training, right? And and so having people move in different um, planes of motion, having people uh, move their bodies differently. I think that's really also a a side benefit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I've had people, some of my older, older clients have told me that they feel like they everyday movement is easier for them because like when they, for instance, grab a bag of flour off the shelf or anything like that, they, they know how to move with the weight instead of, you know, before they started training felt like it was hard to do, simple things like that. So one lady was talking about how she carries her salt down the stairs now for bags of salt instead of calling her husband to do it mm. because we do farmer's walks. Here. So I mean, I think a lot of it transfers to everyday life, which I think is, is great. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like kettlebells or steel mace or steel clubs or sandbags or any of this unconventional or um, functional strength training equipment because I think it really transfers to everyday life for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's funny. I don't know if you've uh, had this experience, but um moving an object in space versus a, a solid object like a um, 
uh, dumbbell, for example. Uh, you, you mentioned the uh, swing and then uh, switching hands and all uh -huh. that stuff. Um, it, it's very uh -huh. different to feel that, right? I mean, um, people may not realize yeah. how much of a benefit it is to move an object in space. In motion, yeah. yeah I mean, motion, it, it's yeah. it changes the, it changes the game completely. Um, when you do traditional, I have people who've done bodybuilding before come in and use kettlebells, and they're blown away by the the amount of conditioning or cardio you can get from a kettlebell. Um, it, traditional weightlifting, you stay in one plane of motion and you basically move the weight up and down. With kettlebells, you're bringing your heart rate into it. I mean, you're you're bringing your heart rate up. Um, for instance, swinging hand to hand with a kettlebell is it really puts a lot of emphasis on you know your posterior chain and your your core your shoulders um everything it just brings everything all together and it's it's a it's a good way to get a lot of fitness in in a very short amount of time i think mm -hmm. just cleaning a kettlebell and, and jerking it or cleaning and pressing or, or snatching a kettlebell doing that over and over again you're using just so many muscles and you're bringing your heart rate up and you're, you're getting a lot of sweat going and I think people are really blown away by how efficient it is. I have typically just do 45 minute sessions because with kettlebells or, you know, we do everything really high pace. So people usually can't last too much longer than that, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, just real quick here. You, you'll probably, uh, I'll ask for it later, but um, before you forget, what are some perhaps resources besides yourself to, to just get intro introduced to kettlebell? Can you say that again? I'm sorry. What are some resources that you could share with us that people can, can look up to get into kettlebell? Obviously yourself, but is there um, an intro yeah. kettlebell site? Yeah, there's there's a lot of different associations. There's two different styles of kettlebell. You have competition is what I mainly focus on is uh, kettlebell sport. Um, and then you have the hard style. I mean, it all honestly blends together, the RKC is uh, one association that does a lot of the hard style stuff. And there's, I know there is so many different associations for kettlebell. Um, it's really difficult to say to go to YouTube and watch videos because there's a lot of really bad technique out there on <laughs> YouTube or sure. on the internet. So, and that's really difficult to say. I would say the best way to get involved with kettlebell sport would be find a really uh, experienced trainer hmm. Or you can also go to um, like weekend courses like RKC does, weekend courses. There's a lot of different kettlebell associations that does that. I think finding a, a coach, I have a coach myself, and I really rely on him a lot for technique for kettlebell sport. And um, and we have these Facebook groups that we watch each other's technique and we watch each other lift, and everybody's got very different styles. But finding a trainer who is um, certified to teach kettlebells is, is the best way to get into it, just to see if you like it or not. Just have a... Find somebody who's certified in it, have a session or two, see how you feel about it. But I really think that I've seen more people use kettlebells in the wrong way than I have seen people use kettlebells in the right way since living in the States. Yeah. And I think that's kind of something that needs to be put to the wayside, I think. I mean, really need to – techniques very important. Like kettlebell swings are very good for you if you do them the right way. You don't overextend your back and you're picking the right weights, and people tend to use – weights that are actually too light instead of too heavy yeah. lately. So find a good trainer who's been certified, I think. Um, so so uh, I want to switch 
uh, into the um, idea of nutrition. You hit on it a little bit earlier about removing excuses about um, not having time to cook or meal prep and things like that. Yeah. And nutrition is a big piece in helping people live healthier lives and achieving results. Um, share with Absolutely. us a little bit about some best practices in that area from your opinion. I think nutrition goes right along with fitness. And when people make it too hard, people need to really simplify it. Um, all my clients, the first thing I tell them about nutrition is eat as close to the earth as possible. Eat whole natural foods and take it slow. You don't have to go crazy with it the first month. I, I've had people lose 80 pounds in five months before and keep it off. But I, most of the time when people go crazy with their diet at first and go crazy with the, the fitness at first, they burn out real quick. I, I think people should start slow, start adding vegetables to your life. Um, start eating whole and natural foods and get the first thing to do is get rid of the processed foods. I mean, don't eat from a box or a bag, go to the store. And I take all my, some clients, whoever wants to go to the store, we go to the grocery store and we, we walk to the grocery store and we'll start at the produce and you go to lean meats and, um, cheeses and milks and just natural whole foods and kind of learn how to shop first mm. because you really, honestly, you just stay on the outside of the grocery store. You should start with produce and go to the meats and milks and um, even frozen foods, fine, but not, you know, frozen box food, but frozen vegetables and frozen fruits and things oh, right, like that. Right, right. It just, just keep it simple with food. I mean, if you can look at your piece of food, your plate, and you can basically tell the source of, of your meal. That's what you want to do. You want to know where every piece of your food comes from. You know, if this is a piece of meat, then that's just a piece of meat. It's not, uh, <laughs> there's nothing else to it, right? There's, it shouldn't be uh, you know, salts and preservatives and all this stuff. You should look at your plate and know exactly what is on your plate. Yeah. And when you pull food out of a, what is a cheese puff? Nobody knows what a cheese puff is really probably. I mean, it's not food. You want to know exactly what's on your plate. And I think that's, it doesn't have to be difficult at all. This from the earth, natural, whole pieces of food and less processed food, less sugar. Do you, real quick, don't Adam. Don't be scared of that. Uh, yeah. Not to cut you off here. Do, do you find that the yeah. reason people are going processed is just their lifestyle in general? I think it's, I think it's, I find a different, different reasons for different people. I think people, some people were raised like that. I've had people uh, before who eat nothing but processed and fast food. And then I've had people who grew up on whole natural foods, but then because of convenience went to processed foods. Mm. And I think that um, no matter how you get into that habit of eating processed foods, I think it's a hard habit to break because food, especially sugary foods or high, highly processed carbs are very addictive. I mean, mm. I really think that some of these foods are like truly addictive. Yeah. And um, I think it's a hard habit to break like quitting smoking. I think you need to do it slowly and consistently change your diet yeah. instead of trying to crash through it. So I think slow and consistent is, is definitely going to get you to change your lifestyle. And I, it's really, everybody's different how they got into the, I, I want to say that, uh, unhealthy, so. uh, a love for cooking. Um, uh -huh. I, I think, um, people are afraid of cooking. Um, I want to mm -hmm. say that, um, that holds people back. Um, Absolutely. I don't know how you feel about it, but uh, I think cooking is one of the best skills anyone can learn. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally. 
I mean, people, nobody cooks anymore. It seems like, and that's one thing that I, I want to get most all my clients to know because that's where you know truly where your food comes from. And even these, even these, uh, uh, what are they already prepared meals that come to your homes and you, if you want to start there, just start there, but you're, you're still knowing where your food is coming from in a roundabout way, but you need to connect with your food and, and you need to prepare your food. And it's, you should have enough time in your day or a couple times a week, at least to start out to sit down with your kids and teach them about food too. And to sit down with your spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever, just or alone too, just sit down and you really connect with your food that way. And I think it's very, very important yeah, to do. Yeah. If, I if agree with one, you. Uh, what I've been noticing is if there's one particular meal that, that requires a little bit more prep would be dinner versus any other meal. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, um, and you yeah. mentioned something about cooking on certain days or batch cooking, I think you may have said. And uh, uh -huh. do you agree with all that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everybody should have, you should have a few hours a week where you can do some batch cooking. And I, I've had bodybuilders who, who are so dedicated to the, the bodybuilding sport where they, that's how they live their life. And they batch cook Wednesdays and, and Sundays. Um, and, if you if you're short on time, it's a good way to do it. It's 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 so much easier than people think it it's gonna be too. I have a lot of clients who batch cook, and I think it's it's great to do that. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if you're gonna cut some time out, you throw some things in the freezer, you get home at five or whatever, and you take it out and you saw it out and you throw it in the oven and like anything, as long as you know, check. It doesn't have to be complicated, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I um I find myself buying like big heads of uh, cauliflower, broccoli, and uh, steaming them. Or eating eating them raw uh, for my veggies, yeah. and, and that's actually a um, very good solution if nobody knows how to make a Chinese vegetable, for example, or stir fry, right? Oh, exactly. Stir fries are super easy to make. I mean, you take your favorite vegetables, and if you eat rice, you cook some. You can cook rice and throw it in the fridge, or you know, some lean meats, and you, you basically just you fry it up. It's super easy, and I, I mean, I work five days a week out of my studio. So I eat dinner and lunch usually here every night. I bring a cooler with me and raw veggies are great because they're super easy to grab and munch on and, you know, you lean meats or chicken breast. I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated and doesn't have to be extravagant all the time. Right. Right. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting. A lot of people, um, that I speak to recently. Yeah. They, they like the, the, the taste of fast food. They like the, you know, convenience of fast food and um it's surprising but we all can make food that tastes as good right <laughs> oh absolutely yeah i mean especially when people start really learning how to cook uh, it, it's i my wife and i if we have a, a nice night where we can actually have to do something without the kids we pretty much prefer to have you know a nice steak and cook it from home i mean i think food that i have that i make myself is usually better than what i can get in the in the at a restaurant, plus you, you know, nice bottle of wine to sit down on the back porch is great. I mean, I, I really, I love cooking, um, and I think it's a, it's a, it's cozy for me, and it, it, it's kind of a stress relief for me to sit down and not to do anything but cook a meal. And I, I, if I had the facilities, I would teach people how to cook, my clients to cook more often, and that's still something that seems it's very difficult to get people to away from the fast food but i think if they really learn how to cook and learn how to enjoy it i think it'd be you know it's, it's a stress relief it's it's great to zone out and just be in the kitchen all right adam um we're getting to the end of the show 
and I'm wondering if you could summarize what we've talked about and um, add some uh, advice for our listeners. Sure. I mean, I would say the to summarize everything it would be to remove all your excuses from your life and um, to eat whole natural foods that come from the earth and avoid processed foods. Um, create time for yourself to work out, create time for yourself to cook and um, realize that your body is very important to you and that should be your number one priority in your family's, your health and your family's health. And some advice I would give to anybody would be to, um, I would say start simple and slow um, with your diet and your exercise. Don't just jump into it. Start real simple and start adding vegetables to your life. Start removing processed foods and sugar from your life and exercise. Start, start exercising three times a week for 30 minutes. Just, just put aside 30 minutes, three times a week to begin with solely just for exercise. And I would say some other advice would be to surround yourself with positive people and positive influences. And if you don't have anybody in your directly in your life, I would say that seek those people out. You can find tons of great influences on you know, Instagram or mm-hmm. on YouTube. You don't have to do exactly what they do, but you know, podcasts. I mean, I get, I draw my influences from everywhere. I mean, my coach is a huge influence on me and, and, um, um, there's all kinds of kettlebell athletes that I look up to KB fit Rich, One of them, she's on Instagram. I mean, and, um, if, if you're going to get coaching or personal training from somebody, make sure you get along with that person that you, uh, you kind of look up to them or, or that you, uh, you find that they have your interests in mind. And, um, I would say love what you do. Uh, you don't have to, if you hate running, then don't run, mm-hmm. find something else that you love to do. Like I adore kettlebells and I adore weightlifting. So that's why I'm good with it because I, I think about it. I dream about it. I love weight training. So find something you love to do. If you like to play lacrosse and see out lacrosse, I mean, you know, anything to keep you moving, but love what you do and don't, don't dread going out and doing that activity every day. Be my biggest piece of advice, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. And all of that, um, stop making excuses. You guys, um, I know, um, Adam stopped doing that and, and it's changed his, um, his life, his family's life. Um, start cooking like he suggests. Um, Definitely uh, something easy and, and simple, I think, would be the best thing to do if you're afraid of cooking, right, Adam? Absolutely. Something simple. Start simple. Start slow. Just get into it, you know. Dive into it. Just don't don't burn out. That's, be consistent with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Be consistent with it. And it's kind of amazing, just real quick here, that, that when, once uh, someone starts cooking and makes something really delicious, it kind of uh, motivates them to try something new, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, people really seem to take, once they start making things that they enjoy eating, they, they kind of seek out other ideas. I mean, get inspiration from cookbooks. I mean, there's so many cookbooks out there, so many great cookbooks out there and, and also don't fall into the fads, I guess would be another piece of advice. You know, don't, don't fall into all the, uh, you know, magazine fads that are out there. Just go to real, real food, real cookbooks, real ways to eat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so how do people get a hold of you, Adam? And um, where are you on social media? Um, Cole Fitness Indie on Instagram, um, or Facebook at just Cole Fitness, or um, you can have a website, uh, ColeFitnessUSA.com. 
that's the best way to get a hold of me. Just send me an email or contact me on Instagram or Facebook. Absolutely. It's the easy thing to do. Awesome. Um, he is in Indiana, but that doesn't mean that he won't take your phone call or emails. And so reach out to him. Exactly. And reach out to him. I love talking about this stuff, so anybody can reach out to me. Awesome. Very good. I appreciate it, Adam. Uh, this is going to be a very helpful uh, podcast for a lot of people, so I really appreciate your time. And uh, we have to do this again. Thank you. Again. All right. I'll Absolutely. You Thank Bye. you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you. So stay active and be safe.